1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. I hear BC will be introducing a cooling off period. What's that all about and could it happen here? Over to you. Good morning, Tina. That's right. That was the big headline this week. And to talk about this a little bit more in detail, we're going to head to BC and Ray Yankana broker owner of REMAX Little Oak. Ray, welcome to On the Market. Thank you, Asif. Uh, good to be here. Ray, again, the, the headline read that BC announces a three-day cooling-off period to reduce risk for home buyers. Tell us a little bit more about what's happening there. Well, it's uh, first of all, it's, uh, it's the home buyer protection period, HPP they call it, is going to come into effect on January the 1st, 2023, and uh, the, uh, the whole idea is to protect consumers and give them a chance to, you know, uh, maybe they made an emotional decision. You know, you know, it's, what's really funny is um, the, government's always, the government always seems to want to step in and protect people from themselves. So people, get exci- people were getting excited last year and several people were trying to buy the same property and then maybe there was a little bit of regret. Maybe I paid too much. So I think this, uh, home buyer protection plan was to address those emotional concerns. And um, it, there's probably a lot of details that have yet to be worked out. They've said that themselves. This is kind of like the, this is kind of like the baby of our finance minister. Our finance minister in the province has, um, she, she's got recommendations from our real estate association, many, many options on how to do this, but this is what she's come up with. And, um, yeah, the whole idea here is to give uh, homeowners a chance, uh, home buyers a chance to back out of the deal. However, they're not necessarily going to back out for nothing. So, uh, if they have a deposit and if they backed out within that three-day period of the deal, they are probably going to lose 0.25 percent. So, 0.25, like a quarter of a percent of the the value of the home. So, with a million-dollar home, they're probably going to it's probably going to cost them 2,500 bucks. And and what are you hearing, Ray, then from agents about this idea? Well, I mean, you can imagine the agents are like, "Are you kidding me? Are you serious?" Like, in other words, in other words, we can't have a firm deal. So if you if you if you bring it off, whether you're the, an agent representing a buyer or whether you're an agent representing the seller, we no longer if this goes into effect the way they're talking about it. You know, on the on the evening or the day that we get the two parties together, we agree on everything and we initial everything and we sign off and we think we have a deal like we used to. We don't anymore. Now we have to wait for three days. But and by the way, those three days don't include Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays. And, and this is going to create a headache for home sellers as well because they can't make any decisions based on their sale until this firms up. Now, in, in a typical five-day financing conditional period. You have that anyway, but what's stopping home buyers from going out and putting three or four offers in, say this weekend or, or whenever this starts uh, over a weekend, putting three or four offers in on homes, trying to see what the best deal they can get is because they can always back out for a nominal fee of that. 
0.25% doesn't seem like a lot of money if you're out there and able to put a number of offers in. What do you think of that scenario? Well, I mean, obviously that is a scenario that is likely to happen. Um, it's yeah, it's going to cause a lot of um, it's going to cause a lot of home sellers. You know, people who are trying to sell their property is going to cause them a lot of grief more than more than anybody else, along with along with the realtors. Because now, now, I mean, just think of the buyer's realtor. The buyer's realtor works his buttons off to try and find these people a property, but now they don't have. They're not committed anymore. It's like we used. To Tell people that when you sign a contract, you're committed, but you're not anymore because you have that rescission period. Now, to be fair, we have had that rescission period on development property, you know, condo complexes. That has always been there. Um, it's like a standard thing. Like if you buy a vacuum cleaner or if you buy a condo brand new from a developer, you have you have a seven-day period. So, so this doesn't affect that that still is in place so we've had something like that relative to developers but now this will this will affect every type of property in the marketplace but doesn't this benefit that potential buyer who maybe you know was going to bypass the home inspection because they were just wanting to get that offer in firm doesn't that help them in this situation um it doesn't help the buyer. It might help the buyer, but it doesn't help mm. the seller because he doesn't have a deal. It, 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 there's no deal, and you can't and you can't waive this HPP. It can't be waived. Mm-hmm. That rescission period once they once they start this, um, it's it's in place. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a bit of a pain for sure. There's no question about it. Now there's a number of things where it does not apply. So it doesn't apply. They have a list of things where it doesn't apply. So it doesn't apply to, for instance, sales on an auction. It doesn't apply to a court order sale. It doesn't apply to um, uh, any property, any residential property located on leased land. You know, we we do a lot of developments in in BC, and it's on native land, Aboriginal land. So the land is leased. So it doesn't apply there. And of course, like I said before, it doesn't apply the condo development uh, sales uh, new product where, where people had that already. They, they had a better they had a better deal. They had a seven-day uh, period. Do you think there should be a, a home seller protection plan for you know sellers that may feel that they've sold their house in a couple of days? They think, you know what, I could have got more for it, or someone else came and told me they would pay more for it. Do you, do you see a home seller protection plan in the uh, in the future as well to combat the home buyer protection because there there may be sellers that are frustrated now and they're going to be lobbying to have protection of their own. That, that's a good question, Asif. But the, but here in British Columbia, uh, the courts have always favored buyers. The courts have always favored that you know the buyers are taken advantage of by sellers and realtors. So I can't imagine that would be just like I couldn't even imagine that somebody would come up with a, a rule to give sellers the option to back out of the deal. I don't think that'll I don't think that'll happen because the sellers the, the courts a lot of times the way they come across they view the seller as the bad guy. He's he's charging too much. He's he's driving the price of houses up. The market that we came out of over the last two years was a really heated market. And generally, yeah, typically you you start to see these sellers as the bad guy because they're getting two, three hundred thousand dollars over asking because they've got ten or fifteen offers. But what about in a traditional market or a more balanced market like we have now? Well, to respond to your first comment there, 
this is a reaction to that market that we had, you know, all of last year, last couple of years, and maybe we, we probably had a bit of it going in. We definitely had a bit of it going into about February, and then it started to cool down, and the market became more stabilized here for sure, and probably across the country to some degree. So this is a reaction that is like old. So we're we're pretty much almost back to a normal market now. So these things are like really like everybody's going like really we we really need to do this and. But our finance minister, in her wisdom, has decided that um, we're going to do it starting January. But listen, it's between now and January for them to iron out the details, but um, we're probably going to see some form of it for sure. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask you next is, do you expect it to maybe be adjusted or changed before it goes into effect in January of 23? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because everything, you know, it's a typical government um regulation when it comes out i mean remember when they when they started gsd i mean first you had the gsd and then you have the whole list of all the things that don't apply now you, you now nobody in their right mind is going to try and interpret that because you almost you have to be a lawyer to interpret what where it doesn't apply you can't give people advice so something like this they've come out with it they haven't put a, a ton of thought into it and they've been given a lot of information by the real estate community as to how this could be, uh, as to how, like they had over 30 proposals to protect homeowners, home buyers, and those are those are pretty much ignored. And the government came out with this. So between now and January, yes, there are probably going to be some revisions, some changes, some modifications. But there's probably there's going to be some kind of a, a, a deal put in place to protect home buyers. It'll make them. It'll make the finance minister look good. Come on. <laughs> and speaking of financing. If you have a traditional five-day financing clause or a five-day home inspection clause, do you now wait three days to see if they yeah. actually want to continue with the purchase, or is it concurrent? You, is, it, is it five you, days? You, no, 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 no. The rescission period is first, and then all the financing clauses start after that. Wow. And if you, and if you, write, and if you write the deal on a Friday, don't write deals on Friday, because now you gotta, you, you know, the rescission period doesn't include weekends and holidays. Wow, Ray, we're going to have to uh, get you back on the show in January to uh, explain what's happening with this and, and how it goes through. But uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll come back and tell you what what it what it how it washed out in January because we'll be between now and then there'll be and, and then of course it, there's the disclosure forms that go with it. it. It's not you know there's a ton of paperwork to go with it. We already have a ton of paperwork now. There'll be way more paperwork added to it because we'll have to get everybody on notice that this is happening, right? All right. If people want to contact you for more information as as this is clearing up, uh, where can they get a hold of you? Well, probably shoot me an email, ray at rayincana.com, R-A-Y at R-A-Y-Y-E-N-K-A-N-A.com. That's probably the best one. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time and uh, for shedding some light on the uh, three-day cooling off period sure to be some interesting times ahead for bc well maybe maybe ontario will fall asleep but thanks very much i said have a good day after the break to buy to rent to sell how do you decide this is on the market on 105.9 the region stay with us need to connect with asif khan from remax prime properties call him 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 
Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. And Asif, we're hearing a great deal these days about sellers deciding not to sell, but hold on to their properties and rent out those properties instead. Has this been your experience lately as well, and how long do you think this trend will last? Yeah, Tina, there certainly have been a lot of cancellations of listings for sale and being relisted for rent and receiving phenomenal amounts for rent. So that certainly is a direction that a lot of, especially condo owners, townhouse owners, they've certainly gone that route to rent out their condos or their uh, smaller homes. And, you know, the rents right now are absolutely insane because it's quite often that you're paying more in rent than you would for a mortgage. But uh, people seem to have this perception that prices are going to fall even more and they don't want to make that commitment into home ownership. And and that's why they're choosing to rent right now. So speaking of prices and average prices, what are you seeing in terms of the numbers, taking a look back at the month of July? Looking back for York region specifically, Tina, sales were down a lot. Uh, We did 828 sales for the month of July in York Region. Uh, that's compared to 1,768 sales last July, so 2021. And when we're looking at active listings, remember a normal a normal market is about four to six months. That's usually what we call a balanced market. Last year, we had 1,894 listings, 1,768 sales. So we had just about one month of inventory, which results in multiple offers, crazy appreciation. That's why we're seeing, you know, 20, 25% appreciation last year, which is not healthy. A healthy appreciation, as, as we've talked about a number of times, is about 6 to 8%. You want to have that single-digit appreciation, and that creates a, a healthy and balanced marketplace. This year, we have 2,700 listings, 2,762 in York Region at the end of July, and we had 828 sales. So we've got about three months of inventory, which, again, it's it's not it's still a seller's market. It's not a buyer's market, but it's more towards a balanced market. And, and that's what we're seeing in terms of pricing now as well. If you look at pricing, Aurora is up over last year, but East Gwillimbury and Georgina King, they seem to have taken the largest hits in terms of average price. Now, King is understandable. There's a lot of larger homes in King. And what happens in a marketplace like this is the higher end slows down first. So you've got King, which is understandable. Georgina and East Gwillimbury, a bit of a surprise there. They took a huge hit. But then you have Markham, Newmarket. Um, you know, they seem to be on par with last year. Stouffville is down as well, but Richmond Hill and Vaughn are up. Aurora, Richmond Hill, and Vaughn are still up on average price over last year. Are you surprised? I'm not too surprised. York Region uh, always is, uh, you know, it's a a different type of animal where there's a lot of demand for York Region and, you know, with the schools and the park space, there's, there's a lot that attracts people north of the city. So I'm not too surprised that we've pretty much maintained the average pricing from last year and, and in some cases we've increased it. I am surprised with East Gwillimbury because it was ranked as one of the hottest communities to move to last year. And so seeing that take a little bit of a hit is a surprise. But again, that market will bounce back. There's so much new construction going on there that uh, you know it's just a matter of time before East Gwillimbury bounces back. 
So you mentioned that July of 2021, over 1,700 sales. July of this year, just over 800 sales. Which one is typical? The, the typical mark is just in between that. Now, oh. 1,768 sales in, in a year where sales were up over 20%. Uh, I mean, no one expected sales to be up over 20%, especially during a pandemic. So that was atypical. The, uh, we should be around 1,200 sales or so for York Region for July. So, uh, you know, that, that's a thing. The 828 sales, Tina, is the result of so much going on. There's high inflation, the interest rate hikes, the consumer confidence was down. So all of that translates into people sitting on the fence. Now, that demand just hasn't gone away. That demand is now being classified as pent-up demand for the future. So when consumer confidence comes back, you're going to see the floodgates open, and we're going to start to see more and more people turning towards York Region and scooping up some homes. Last year, you spoke a great deal about lack of inventory and pent-up demand. You know, now you're saying that folks are sitting on the fence. When do you think that movement will start up again? I think it comes with consumer confidence. And I think what's going to happen is once people figure out that the rates that we have right now are normal rates, right now there's a perception out there that these are very high rates and it's going to bankrupt people and it's going to force them to sell their homes. But these are normal rates. I mean, you can't expect it. It's, it's no different than those SERB payments, the $2,000 SERB payment everyone was getting during the pandemic. We didn't expect that to continue forever. And, and we could not expect that those, the, the interest rates were at uh, 1.5, 2.5%. We could not expect that those would continue forever either. So now that we're seeing more of a typical interest rate uh, out there in terms of 4 to 5%, that's normal. And that's where we're going to be for a long, long time. And I I don't see that dropping unless we end up with in another pandemic, which, you know, that happens maybe once in people's lifetimes, maybe never. So I don't expect another pandemic to hit where the government has to step in and lower interest rates to keep the economy going. Will they lower them a little bit? I can see a quarter point eventually, maybe late fall, maybe early next year. And that could be enough to drive up the market again, because that'll bring back consumer confidence. Headlines this week were rents are rising and prices are falling. What do you see happening later this month and into the fall then? So to clarify, prices were falling off the peak of the February market. And January and February are always, if you look at historical Toronto Real Estate Board data, January and February are typically higher than the summer months because there's less competition and people pay generally a little bit more in January and February and October and November than they do within the spring and summer months because that's when the majority of the inventory will hit the market. There's more competition for sellers, more choice for buyers. So it's not atypical. It's just being spun out of proportion right now because of everything else surrounding it, the inflation, the interest rate hike, the wars, the the shortage of supply in, in pretty much every industry. And I think that's causing a lot of concern. But it's not different than any other year where the prices do fall in the summer months, and especially in August. So you're going to start to see more of that come out. 
and people talking about prices falling off the peak. But there, if you look at the entire year, and you look at year-to-date numbers from January 1st until say, the beginning of, of August, you're going to see that the price, the average price has increased from January 1st until August 1st. And that's a sign where it says that we're back on track for a normal type of market. We're not going to have the pandemic-type market that we had over the last two years. The piece of advice, then, that you have going forward? I think patience. Uh, you know, if mm-hmm. you're a seller, be patient. If you're a buyer, be patient. And, and you're going to get that right home for you. Uh, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're getting pre-qualified, you're understanding the rates and what your payments are going to be moving forward. It may mean that uh, your expectations have to change a little bit and what you want in terms of a home, but there's some great deals out there and there's going to continue to be great deals out there. Ask for sellers, you need to stop thinking about what your neighbor received in multiple offers in an emotional decision by some buyer because that didn't set the market value. The market value was set at their list price and that hasn't changed. If you look at a lot of the listings that are on the market right now, the list price seems to be the same as what they were in previous years. And those are the homes that are selling you're not getting the two or three hundred thousand dollars over asking that your neighbor may have got, but they probably had fifteen or twenty offers that drove the price up. So that drove the value of that home up. It didn't change the market value. Uh, it was just specific to the buyer that wanted that home, and that's something that sellers really need to look at and consider when making their pricing decisions because you can't price it at a peak where someone made an emotional decision. For sure. And I think, you know, many buyers and sellers, they have that sentiment in mind, right? They're thinking, I missed out. And they're trying to perhaps still capitalize on what was the peak and isn't anymore. And that only affects first-time buyers, basically, because they're moving into a home. At, they don't have anything to sell. But you're, when you're buying and selling, if you're buying and selling in a hot market, you're going to get a lot more for your home. But you're also going to overpay for that other home. And if you're selling in a normal market, you may get less for your home than you think you should have got, but you're going to pay less for your new home than you think you should have paid. So it all balances out when you're buying and selling in the same market. Mm -hmm. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. Jason from Markham wants to know, if a property is taken off the market, does it usually mean it will return at a lower price? Well, Jason, right now, you're, if a property is taken off the market, it could be because they had an offer date and maybe it didn't get as many offers as they wanted or they didn't achieve the sale price that they wanted. So right now you're seeing properties listed for more than what they were listed at before because now they're listing at a relatively 
acceptable price to them and and what they may want to accept. So if they were priced for multiple offers, right now there's not a lot of bidding wars happening and that may be the wrong strategy to use and you're seeing them being relisted at a normal price for them. Uh, Other times, yeah, it could be that it was listed too high and now they're being a little bit more realistic. They know that the demand is not there like it was about six months ago. So they're going to be lowering the price. So there's two different reasons when a property is taken off the market. If it does relist, it could be for a little bit more money or it could be for a little bit less. Okay, Linda from Unionville writes, We have inherited my father's condo in a senior's residence and hope to hold on to the property. Can my 30-something daughters move into this type of building? That really depends on the condo board's rules and regulations as to what the minimum age or the requirements would be. Uh, For sure, in a senior's building, there would be something that says you can't have kids in there or, uh, you know, you may not be able to move in if you're under 45 or under 55. They may have cutoff ages. But to hold on to that property, there's a huge rental market for seniors' residences as well. So you probably would be able to hold on to this and rent it out to seniors that are looking to to be in that environment or to be in that building. So it doesn't mean that just because your daughter may not be able to move in that you would have to uh, sell the property. You could still rent it out. All right. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? And they can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, the on-the-market hot listing. Asif, where are we off to? We're going to go to Havelock, Ontario, Tina. And this is just outside of Peterborough, about 30, 40 minutes outside of Peterborough. But this is a cottage property. And get this, one of you heard me talk about a cottage property which is being offered for $378,000 before. Doesn't happen. And this one's going to be, it's, it's a two-bedroom cottage, and it is, uh, you know, it does need some work, gorgeous deck, it's a nice little cottage, and it's right on the water. It is being offered for $378,000. And you said that you don't normally or usually speak about these kinds of properties. Why is this one up for sale right now? Uh, the owner just wants to uh, move on with their life and, and they're getting out of the uh, the cottage uh, lifestyle. They're moving into the city and uh, they just want to uh, get a good value for their property. They know it takes uh, it's going to take some work to fix this up, but it's a, it's a great little area. It's a great little property. And uh, for someone that wants to either use it as a cottage or make it their home, there's so many different options available. And in terms of amenities, are there amenities in the area? There are. I mean, you're you're only about 30, 40 minutes from all the amenities. You've got little stores and gas stations right around you. So if you needed something quick, yes, you can step out and get those right away. But, uh, you know, in, for big city-wise, you've got Peterborough just down the street and uh, shopping, medical, everything's right around there. And you mentioned cottage lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle, right? You're making that change and, and choice in lifestyle. It really is. And, and again, if you're 
thinking about having a secondary property where you just want to visit on the weekends or in the summertime, uh, you can always fix that up as well and be able to utilize that for a summer home or maybe you want to rent it out as uh, an Airbnb property. There's so many different options. And at this price point, this is unheard of. If this was during the COVID market, this probably would have sold for six or seven hundred thousand dollars. So right now it's at a a normal price, if you want to say, at uh, about just under four hundred thousand. Uh, do we expect a lot of attention? We we do, and uh, it could mean that this property does sell for over four hundred thousand dollars. Asif, if our listeners want more information about this property, where can they find it? They can contact Adrian Sabu at nine zero five 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 four five five two two. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.